You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, and welcome to my third episode of Altered Stories Ministry. Today, I'm blessed to be able to interview a wonderful new friend of mine, and she happens to be from Kansas. Her name is Jeannie Cordes, and Jeannie is an amazing woman, and we are going to be blessed today as she knocks our socks off with her story of how God redeemed her uh, from her addictions. So, Jeannie, why don't you tell us first a little bit about who you are? Well, hi, Michelle. I'm really happy to be here, and uh, I you know, have no, no skeletons in the closet anymore. Thank you, Lord. And so I am an open book. Uh, and that's the way I feel like I need to be because I want to be used by God because he has done such an amazing work in my life. Uh, I am a daughter of German immigrants that came to Kansas I learned German. My sisters and I, I have two sisters. Uh, neither one of them suffer from the addiction that my mother did uh, mm-hmm. to chemicals. Uh, and they uh, live still in western Kansas, but I have been all over the place uh, with my past addiction. As most people are, it's called, you know, uh, geographic cure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I am going to talk about is in the past because Mm -hmm. uh, the blood of Jesus Christ totally delivered me Mm. from addiction, from uh, so many things. And uh, I will start uh, with with my journey. Uh, My mother drank while she was pregnant with me, so I like to say I was pickled from the get-go. And being from the German community, I was... uh, had access to alcohol all the time, and for some reason I was drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm not sure why, probably because of my genetic impact, uh, the generational, hereditary uh, sins of the father visiting, because there are so many uh, alcoholics and addicts on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. And uh, many have died from and I do believe it's a disease. I believe it morally, you you take the first chemical or drink not knowing that it's gonna destroy your life. And I believe then the enemy can sit back and watch your life crumble and laugh at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So having said that, off and on through the years, I would drink to get drunk. High school, many times my friends had to carry me home. Uh, college, I got involved with other drugs, uh, married uh, a gentleman that had access to a clinic, um, and he went on in the disease and was is, died at a younger age. Mm-hmm. Um, I, being intelligent, um, did run a, a treatment center while I was drinking, and uh, I did some, I, you know, the, mm-hmm. the intelligence factor... I did IQ testing on many of the people in my treatment center, and intelligence is not the problem. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what happens to you after you become enmeshed in a disease that wants to kill you. 
Um, I was the type of person that um, I had multiple marriages. I would drink and get married. Uh, I was in total denial as to how it was affecting uh, my four children, one of who had, has been deceased mm-hmm. at birth, mm-hmm. but it was the remaining three, uh, and and women, Michelle, yeah, tend to hide it. Okay, mm-hmm. so I hid it. Some of my children said, "Mom, you weren't an alcoholic," and that that shows how women die from this disease because, you know, women uh, are looked at as Mother Mary, and Mother Mary wasn't an alcoholic. Now, men are uh, more apt to get help. Women are more apt to hide it. Wow. This this is changing, however. So um, I will um, give it back to you as I embark on some of the miracles that happened okay. along the way. Oh, wow. So, you know, you talked a lot about, you know, your background and the genetics and what, what kind of led you to the disease of alcoholism um, and that you hit it. And, uh, you know, of course, now looking at you, you're vibrant. I would never know you, you amazing skin. And, you know, you just don't show any of the physical characteristics of someone who, you know, is drawn by drugs or alcohol, you know, where you see the sunken in eyes and I mean God really did really do a number with your deliverance um it's just amazing and listeners will be able to see some photos of her so you will you will see that but anyway um what what would be really great to to share I think with those that are listening today is you know what what brought you to your deliverance. Can you share that? Yes, I can. And uh, he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And having worked in uh, psychiatry, I I was in psychiatry for 35 years and had uh, taken so much schooling that I was able to prescribe medications. You have three degrees, don't you? I have four degrees. Four degrees. Wow, what an overachiever. But the wisdom that I have, I receive from the Lord and from His Word. Um, the degrees enabled me to um, do something that I loved, but I was impaired the whole time. And... Um, the Lord did set me free. Uh, I was even the recipient of a miracle. Um, I was in Kansas City, having not lived here. My husband and I were still in another state. Mm-hmm. And I became ill, and I had been tired for a while. Um, I was helping take care of the baby while they moved from one home to another here in Kansas City. And I became ill and wasn't able to take care of the baby. Um, I laid around for a couple of days and was embarrassed, and I wasn't getting better, so I asked uh, my daughter-in-law to take me to the ER and just drop me off since they had a newborn, Mm -hmm. and that was not, you know, would not have made sense to take a newborn in. Um, They diagnosed me with pneumonia and admitted me, said it was severe. The next morning, uh, my nurse came in and said, 
we have an oncologist and a pulmonologist that would like to speak with you. Right away, I know what oncology is. It means cancer. Uh, they stood at the end of my bed and mm -hmm. told me that uh, I had stage four lung cancer and they needed to get to treating it quickly. Mm -hmm. um, it was so far advanced that it took up a third of my lung, but it was positioned where they couldn't biopsy it. And they tried for three weeks and had collapsed my veins. I don't have good veins. Went ahead and put a port in let me go home for the holiday to be with some of my kids here. Mm -hmm. And uh, that Tuesday after the holiday, they called in a specialist to try to biopsy under an MRI. The port was new and they had difficulty accessing it, but they had put me on my stomach with my hands tied above my head to try to get a good access picture. The doctor uh, proceeded, and I, I said to him, this, this port is hurting so badly. Do you think I could have something for pain? And he said, no, Janine. And I was shocked. I said, what do you mean, no? And he said, uh, Janine, I'm telling you, there, there is nothing there. He was shocked, too. He was stumbling around with his words. He kept comparing the before and after photos. And I said, what do you mean there's nothing there? And he said, Janine... I have never been in on a miracle yet, but this is a miracle. There's nothing there. Oh, my gosh. Praise God. Amen. Uh, it, it was quite the deal. I have a DVD. I've spoken to churches about my miracle. However, I was so into my disease, I went back to the other state and immediately started drinking and drugging again. That is the hold that it had on me. And at the age of 62... Some circumstances led me to, to an epiphany that I need to quit or I'm going to die. I weighed 30 pounds less than I am now, and Michelle knows I'm rather petite. Yes. So I did have the sunken eyes. Mm -hmm. I did have the hair falling out. Uh, I was killing myself. And in actuality, I did hold a gun to my head thinking I didn't have anything to live for. Now, that is the lie of the enemy because... I've got numerous grandchildren, 11 grandkids, and you know six mm -hmm. kids between the two of us, uh, my husband and I, who is a wonderful man. He is. <laughs> uh, however, I had nothing to live for, is what I felt like. That led me to, to knowing I needed to do something about my disease. Uh, I was a Christian for many years. But what bothered me toward the end of this addiction path is I couldn't hear from the Holy Spirit anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had always been someone that was sensitive. I know it might sound funny, drinking and sensitive to the Spirit, but I was. And I couldn't hear from Him anymore, and I thought He had abandoned me. Well, the Word says He will never leave you or forsake you. But the Holy Spirit told me mm -hmm. that I would die if I kept this up, and that He had a ministry for me that I was yet to fulfill. Yes. But I couldn't do it in the situation I was in. So I went to the hospital, detoxed, sobered up, but yet I was depressed. I was shaky. Uh, Michelle, I'm not exaggerating. I oh didn't gosh. know what to do with myself. I didn't know to, how to cook anymore. I had thought I had destroyed my brain. And I finally, after four months, sat down and said, Lord, I don't know if I can do this anymore the mm -hmm. way I am. Mm -hmm. yeah, we well, Michelle, about that. yes, he comes in mm -hmm. 
at the at the last hour as he did, you know, like three o'clock in the morning, whenever it was. The next morning I woke up, my husband, Larry, looked at me and he said, what happened to you? I guess I was radiant. I went over to a a couple of girlfriends. We were having coffee who were in recovery and they looked at me and they said, man, recovery looks good on you. I looked at my hands. I wasn't shaking anymore. Mm -hmm. He had delivered me hook, line and sinker. I had no desire and have had no desire. This was two years ago, which, you know, in in the recovery world, well, two years. Well, in the recovery world, that's not God's world. Yeah. God's world is totally deliverance, no nasty aftertaste, <laughs> so to speak. Yes. That's what I say when I tell people about my deliverance. And uh, do I think I can take a drink or drug? No. Yeah. No, that would, that would be like throwing mud on God's deliverance. So here I am today. Uh, I'm used by many. Uh, uh, I retired from my career, and I am an Uber Lyft driver. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love to drive, and I love meeting interesting people, and I don't have to medicate or worry about them taking their lives, although I would care. And that is it in a nutshell. Amen. Michelle. What a story. I mean, I every time I think about it, I just can't process it all. But I can tell you, seeing who you are today, you are fully delivered. Because I would never have known ever. And you radiate joy. You walk in joy. You're a joy bringer, Jeannie. And I know those folks that you're ministering to and you're uber driving are probably just really blessed. Uh, I have to add one thing. Uh, Throughout what I was doing for most of my life, I was deeply, chronically depressed. Well... Lo and behold, I was piling alcohol on top of other medication uh, that were depressants. So 62 years later, I'm not depressed anymore, and I am actually living life for the first time. That's hard to imagine. Um, I, I thought life was just something to be tolerated for all these years. I, I never really had the joy of the Lord. I had salvation as a head knowledge, like many Christians mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that are, you know, just plodding through life, putting up with things that they don't have to, because Jesus Christ is is in the wings waiting to heal. Uh, I'm not a special person for my healings. Uh, I just have a lot of faith. And uh, it's that faith. He said, if you have the faith of a mustard seed... And evidently, I had the faith of a mustard seed. Um, And I'm actually living life for the first time at the age of 62. I'm now 64. Mm -hmm. And uh, I love life. And uh, better late than never, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Jeannie. I just love to see how God has just changed every part of you based on what I see in your positivity and just in how you love others, how you embrace each day. Um, I love how you sing. 
you know, how you drive your Uber car and you've got your music going and it's praise and worship and you're just out there. So God has really done a great thing in you. And I am so blessed that you would be willing to share with my listeners your story of how God healed you. And so I do have a question um, I was going to ask for those today that are listening and that are struggling now with addiction and discouragement and cancer diagnosis or other diseases, because you obviously having been um, in private practice and understand, you know, how people struggle in these areas. But for those that are going through this, what, what is it that you would recommend for them? I mean, I know each person is different, but, you know, from, you know, just from your perspective, what, what do you recommend for them in terms of hope? Oh, yes, yes. There, there definitely is hope. And the thing about God and his son Jesus, they are gentlemen. They are not going to be pushy, you know, as far as invading your life. Although, uh, if you open the door and just believe that God, for him, working miracles is the natural way he operates. That's the way he rolls. Mm -hmm. And he will take you wherever you're at. I mean, I uh, was not worthy of any of the blessings he has given me. Uh, However, he loved me enough to send his son. And for believers and for non-believers, he takes you right where you're at. Mm -hmm. He knows you. He created every hair on your head. He is uh, the maker of the universe, and he designed you specifically for a mission and a destiny. And if we realize that, uh, we will wholeheartedly receive him and... keep believing for the miracle. He does it in his own time and in his own way. But what I realize is I am the happiest when I am ministering Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in, in the way that I can love people. Uh, driving, I would have never thought it would have been, been in a vehicle now for me, although it's out of the vehicle also with the people I know that are hurting. But I have ministered to... Uh, prostitutes, to exotic dancers, to kids, to alcoholics, addicts. He pretty much just brings them to me and puts them in my car. And I've had a lot of tears shed. I've had a lot of people um, where the Holy Spirit is working on them right in the car. And uh, it just invigorates me. And that, that's the other side when you when you come to the other side. But while you're hurting... Don't give up hope. He is our hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. And uh, there are people out there that can help you. Please don't isolate because that's what the enemy wants. Don't isolate. Uh, Get around people that can help you. Open up and talk. You know, uh, it's the only way is to talk to someone. Talk to someone you can trust. And that's what I recommend. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jeannie. What a great, 
great uh, wise words from someone who's been redeemed. And um, I just thank you again for your willingness to support Altered Stories and for you being so transparent and authentic today um, because that's what I believe our listeners need to hear. So I know God will continue to bless you in your ministry. And I, folks, for those of you that uh, are in the Kansas City area and you take Uber, you might be running into Jeannie at some point in time. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jeannie. God bless you. Thank you, Michelle. Something I would like to interject as common sense is, uh, ladies or gentlemen, uh, if you're suffering from a severe or not so severe addiction, it's paramount that you visit your primary care doc let them know what's going on so that they can make an assessment or your local chemical dependency uh, providers uh, because you definitely need an assessment due to the fact that withdrawal can be life-threatening. And it comes with, you know, any comorbidity, that means associated heart problems, et cetera, et cetera. So that, Without saying, that needs to be done because I, too, had an assessment, and very, I'm very grateful for that. After you get all cleaned up, then let God do His work. He'll be working while you're getting cleaned up, by the way. So thank you for that. Altered Stories is a new ministry, and if you enjoyed today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of everyday women, too. So why don't you share the link to our website, alteredstories.org. Share it on your social media. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in financially supporting this outreach. To find out more, just log on to alteredstories.org. That's alteredstories.org.